Our scripture for today comes from the Acts of Paul and Thecla, chapters 25, 1 through 6, and 34, 1 through 6. And there was much love in the tomb, Paul rejoicing, and Onesiphorus, and all of them. And they had five loaves, and vegetables, and water, and salt, and rejoiced at the divine works of Christ. And Thecla said to Paul, I will cut my hair short and follow you wherever you go. But he said, It is a shameful time, and you are fair. May no other trial come upon you worse than the first. And this time you are not able to stand firm, but are cowardly. And Thecla said, Only give me the seal of Christ, and no trial will touch me. And Paul said to Thecla, have patience and you will receive the water. Fast forward eight chapters. And they threw in many wild animals as she stood and stretched out her hands and prayed. But as she finished the prayer, she turned and saw a great pit full of water and said, now it is time for me to wash. And she threw herself in saying, in the name of Jesus Christ, I baptize myself on the last day. And seeing this, the women and the whole crowd wept, saying, Do not throw yourself into the water. Even the governors wept because the sea lions were going to devour such beauty. Then she threw herself into the water in the name of Jesus Christ. But the sea lion, seeing the light of the lightning flash, floated on the surface dead. And surrounding her was a cloud of fire so that neither the wild animals could touch her, nor could she be seen naked. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. O oh God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Hey, Natalie here. Most people don't know the ancient text, the Acts of Paul and Thecla, which is unfortunate because it is so fierce. My favorite part in this text is when Thecla baptizes herself. What? You say, I know. I say. After Thecla escapes death, she returns to Paul who thinks she's dead, and there's great rejoicing and food because there's always food. And afterwards, Thecla asks Paul to baptize her. He tells her to be patient, but never actually quite gets around to baptizing her. Well, chapters later, when Thecla is facing certain death again for her beliefs, Thecla takes matters into her own hands. She, while standing in a stadium full of wild animals, says, in the name of Jesus Christ, I baptize myself on the last day. And she threw herself in the name of Jesus Christ into this water pit filled with man-eating sea lions that was meant for her death. There's the sudden flash of lightning and all the sea lions float to the surface dead. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, is the movie I want to see. What if instead of sharing movies of women succeeding by following the traditional patriarchal models, we shared these stories of women who encouraged themselves? What if we all started a campaign of women encouraging themselves despite the patriarchal, sexist, racist, classic, ageist, or homophobic messages they receive every day, all day? What if instead of movies that showed women as superheroes or the supportive wife or the sad single, we just showed women tackling real fears on their own despite what society said? What if we all knew Thecla? That was my first attempt at a 90-second sermon from almost six years ago. It has blossomed into a social media series that we now call Before We Enter. But what if we all knew Thecla? What if we all knew about this self-baptizing, gender-bending apostle? I mean, we all know Paul. Even those outside of the church to some degree know Paul. Quit playing, you know Paul? The one who had multiple things to say about what women should and should not be doing? Suffer Not a Woman to Teach is one of his biggest hits. Paul, whose opinion on women is so revered in some churches that women 
can't be in positions of leadership. And it was Paul that some people referenced when I announced my decision to go to seminary. Some because they wanted to make sure that I wasn't going down a path to hell by disobeying clearly written biblical commands and others to show me how hypocritical and evil the church was. Yeah, that was a fun time. Um, it was almost as if I was supposed to be more concerned with what Paul was saying than what I knew in my core God had called me to do. That I was supposed to be a follower of Paul instead of a follower of Jesus. Funny thing about idols that way, huh? They can be so distracting. So it was interesting to me to learn about this extra canonical text, and I'm going to share it with you. Now, I tend to follow scholar e, uh, Sheila E. McGinn's theory that the author of this ancient text was probably a well-placed male member of the mainline Christian church in Asia Minor who took a women's folklore story about Thecla and domesticated it, giving Paul more prominence in the story and transforming it from the acts of Thecla into the acts of Paul and Thecla. Honestly, Paul's name being the title is probably a big reason why Thecla's story has survived. It's the story of a young girl who heard about the preaching of Paul and as a result defies familial and societal mandates for marriage in order to lead the life of an apostle, teaching and healing. Friends, in this ancient time period, this was earth shattering. It's also incredibly embarrassing for her family and her betrothed as they're probably both well known in this community. I mean, her betrothed outright says, for I am a most important man of this city. Hashtag privilege. <laughs> I imagine her mother is also terrified and needs to make it clear that she is vehemently against what her daughter is doing in order to protect the rest of the family from any blowback that will come as a result of Thecla's decision. Why else would she cry out in court for her daughter's death? Burn her, she says. Burn the lawless one. What do you do when your own family turns against you? Some of us don't have to imagine. Some of us have been in that position. Families that hurt instead of help. Courts determining whether your unalienable rights are worth protecting. Having to turn away from family, community, and societal norms that you grew up with just so you can fully embrace how God has made you. So you can fully embrace the life God has for you. Folks, Thecla's story is for you so that you may see an ancient model of listening to God's call and boldly following it despite what others may say. Now, this is where the part of the scripture you just heard comes in. Divine intervention saves Thecla in this first attempt on her life. She is reunited with Paul and does what a lot of us do when we are attempting to navigate our call within society. She tries to fit in. She says she'll cut her hair and follow Paul wherever he goes. But Paul dismisses her telling her that times are tough and she's too cute for all that. Telling her that he hopes nothing worse happens to her than this last literal near-death attempt on her life and that she doesn't chicken out. She tells Paul that she'll be safe if he would just baptize her. He tells her to be patient. Now patience is a virtue, but through the lens of white supremacy, we know being told to be patient can also mean so much more. Patience for justice has outlived many generations. A slow yes has meant a no. And Dr. King warned us nearly 57 years ago about taking the tranquilizing drug of gradualism. His spirit continues to call us to the fierce urgency of now. Now this ancient author doesn't make Paul out to be the bad guy in this story, but he certainly doesn't 
try to hide any of Paul's flaws. And while Thecla's trying to do ministry with Paul, she lands in trouble again and finds herself facing another death sentence. P.S. If you can take some time to read this entire text, the way that women show up is beautiful. But I digress. Okay, so Thecla is facing certain death in a stadium full of wild animals. In the midst of all that mayhem, she took a moment to pray. And afterwards, she saw that pit of water and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I baptize myself on the last day. I don't think Thecla knew what would happen next. In fact, I think she was prepared for the worst. She thought this was her last day. She knew that following Jesus meant following the entire way, all the way to the cross, even unto death. But she wasn't going without being baptized and Paul hadn't gotten around to it. It was important to her, so she took matters into her own hands. There was no one else there, so she spoke over herself. Now some will tell you that her baptism doesn't count. She didn't have the proper paperwork, there was no institutional authority, etc. But this story tells us different. We see yet again that divine intervention saves Thecla, and she is surrounded. Beloved, if you take nothing else from this sermon, please take this. And I'm going to say it as plainly as I'm able. No matter what you hear from the outside world, no matter what that limiting editor in your head says, you are worthy. You are worthy of claiming your call. You don't need anyone to affirm you. Acknowledge yourself. Encourage yourself. Speak over yourself in the Lord. You have come this far by faith. You have survived your own set of threats against your livelihood, your sanity, your well-being. You have faced rejection from loved ones. And yet I say to you, be bolder, go further. You are worthy of so much more. You are worthy of so much greater than what has been passed down to you. The God who is in your very breath surrounds you and calls you worthy. You don't need institutional authority for that. Instead, call that authority into account. We ought not expect to be gunned down in the streets by police. We ought not expect to be paid less than our white male siblings. We ought not expect that we won't have access to reproductive health. We ought not expect to be fired for who we love or how we present. We ought not expect hostile architecture and statues of hate. We ought not expect to be deported. We ought not expect to be put in cages and treated like animals. We ought not expect that the bottom line is more important than our lives. Call that authority into account. I hate that we live in a world that calls your worth into a question. And I stand with you and fight for the God-given worth of all of us. But in the meantime and in between time, may you speak over yourself. May you encourage yourself in the Lord. May it be so.